The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Illuminating Feng Shui with Kathleen Zamansky. Are you seeking effective ways to increase efficiency, productivity, and accountability while boosting your bottom line? In our program, Kathleen and her guests will impart wisdom and proven techniques to help you tap into the universal energies of Feng Shui and Chinese metaphysics. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Zamansky. Welcome, I'm Kathleen Zamansky, and this is Illuminating Feng Shui. Today I'm very excited to have on my show Dave Sanderson. He is going to be talking about survival skills in business. You're also going to hear my weekly business feng shui tip later in the program, and I'm going to be talking about being at the right place at the right time, just to kind of keep the theme here going a little bit. But first, I'd like to tell you a little bit about my guest today. We're actually quite fortunate to have our next guest because he is a survivor of the fateful crash landing of Flight 1549 on the Hudson River on January 5th, 2019, and this has been referred to now as the Miracle on the Hudson. Now, this plane crash is considered to be one of the most successful ditching in aviation history, and Dave Anderson has built a career as a motivational speaker, mentor, and author. Currently, Dave is an international speaker to top corporations and educational institutions, and in his presentation, he shares the 12 resources he and others use during the Miracle on the Hudson. But during his 30 years in sales and sales management, he has also had 10 years of being on leading teams with Tony Robbins on the security team and the, the the precepts that enabled him to become a top producer in some of the largest sales organizations in the world ultimately enabled him to survive the plane crash. Welcome to the show, Dave. Thank you for having me, Kathleen. I'm excited to be with you. I am too. Wow. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so thrilled to talk to you. And we're going to get into a little bit more about your bio. But I do want to bring in a question I always ask my guests to get started. What do you know about feng shui or astrology? Have you ever had any experience with it or timing? Well, that's, that's an interesting question because uh, I really hadn't until about two and a half years ago when I spoke in Las Vegas for a women's entrepreneur group, and when I was doing the question and answer, a young lady came up to me and asked me a question about, uh, did I understand numerology and, and feng shui? And I said, Kenley, I don't. And so she was sort of relaying what the numbers of that day meant to me, for me, and why, why it played out that way. And, and then she took my birthday and compared it to some other people on the plane and why how that all played. So I, I learned a lot about astrology and numerology that day, which came I never had thought about before. 
Yeah, it's it's very interesting how we have the system, um, and I don't know what system this particular um, woman was using, but, you know, if you're working with a good astrologer, I typically b- focus on business astrology, but when you're looking at someone's astrology, you can absolutely foretell what happened in the past, because that's easy, because we have the facts that can go, okay, boom, 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 I know that this sequence of things happened, and this can explain why. But we can also look in the now, like what's going to happen to us right now, uh, you know, possibly this year. I looked that as the now because we're in this current, you know, year period, if you will, of the fire rooster. And then what's going to happen, you know, uh, a couple of years out. So it's really great strategy planning for your life, especially if you're you're looking at doing important things. So anyway, well, thank you for that. Uh, it's uh, it's always revealing to know what's happening out in the rest of the, the world. Um, and so that was a great example. So thanks for that. Thanks. So, okay, let's let's transition back to this infamous day of your life. So uh, I understand you were the last man person um, off the plane on that fateful day. Why? Oh. How did those circumstances line up? Well, I was the last passenger off. Captain Stillenberger was the actual last person off the plane. But I was the last passenger off, and candidly, Kathleen, it wasn't my, my game plan for that situation. When we figured out that we all survived the plane crash, getting off the plane was the biggest uh, part of it because water started entering the plane immediately. Uh, I was in seat 15A towards the back of the plane, so water was anywhere from about knee to waist deep immediately after we crashed into the river. So my initial thought process and game plan was get to the aisle, get up, and get out. But when I got to the aisle, something happened to sort of change that day, but also probably change the entire direction of where I was going. Is My mother, who had passed away in 1997, I heard her voice in my head tell me something that she had told me years prior to that day, and it was, if you do the right thing, God will take care of you. And which was one of the great things about how my mother approached things, Kathleen, was she really never told, told us what to do. She told, gave us a choice. And you can sort of tell a person's value set based on the choices they, they make. And so the choice was get off the plane or help other people. And I chose to help other people and went towards the back of the plane. And that's how I became the last passenger off the plane because once everybody, we got everybody off, it was, it was my time to get off. But and when there was no room on the wing or the boat for me at that point, so that's why I was inside the plane seven minutes waist-deep in 36-degree water uh, holding on to the lifeboat uh, because there was no room on the wing or the boat for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I, you know I, I've seen things in the media, the movies, and all of that, but actually speaking with someone who has actually experienced that is... I'm very touched that that you're here with us today. Thank you again. But but I do have to ask another question. Sure. You know, because of all of this, I mean, were you were you able to meet or or be around? I you know I I don't know how many lifeboats that they had, but you know, did you ever come in contact with Captain Sully on that day or days you know preceding that? No, I that day he ended up in New York. He went out to the left side of the plane, and he went to the New York shore. I went out the right side of the plane, which uh, sort of meant that I was going to go headed towards the New Jersey shore. So that yeah. day I did not meet up. Of course, they locked him and the crew down for the testing they had to do for them, and I was in the hospital for hypothermia. Mm. But I met Captain Sullenberger a couple of weeks later when we were both reunited on uh, the CBS early show, and that's the first time I ever had a chance to really talk to him. And uh, I did a little media tour with some other passengers and he and the crew that 
that day. And that's how we got got to uh, sort of begin a relationship. Wow. Well, he obviously was not the only hero on board. You you are certainly among the heroes that helped uh, that situation be um, a much better outcome than it could have been. You know, if people had, you know, just kind of been out there, you know, as you said, you had the choice of like, I'm going to save my own skin and not worry about someone else. Um, I, I, I highly commend you, highly commend you for that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. All right. Well, let's work, move forward. Now, you know, let's, let's look to see, you know, how we can, um, you know, build us a bit, you know, these skills, if you will, into to our business. But, you know, you, you talked about, you know, um, you know, is there really such a thing as work life balance when you're right. building an empire? So, you know, things can obviously happen. Um, to push us to, you know, uh, certain adrenaline levels. Um, so how do you, how do you see um, having a work-life balance, or is there? Well, that's an interesting question. First, I think you can have it, uh, and for many years I did not live it. And uh, I, um, I, I was fortunate that when I was the head of security for Tony Robbins that uh, when he invited me and a couple other people to go with him to Fiji, and Canley, it was a great honor just to go to Fiji and be here with Tony for that week. But I found out when I got there why he invited me. And the reason he did is is he noticed that I worked for a corporation at that point. I was serving him. I was trying to have a family. My balance was so out of sorts. And he, uh, he brought me to Fiji to teach me how to balance my life. And it was one of the most amazing weeks of my life because we did a lot of things. But he gave me something to take home which I did and I still have in my office, it was a Swiss ball, one of those big balls. And it, I, I noticed uh, then when I was there, I couldn't even sit on the ball without falling off. And that was sort of the metaphor for me, also out of balance. So I, um, that's when I started focusing on having a work-life balance. But until after the plane crash and a couple years after that, I started realizing that I still was still out of balance and I had to do something about it. And I did take action and it's much better now. And I think you can have a work-life balance if you focus on the right things. That's the key, focusing on the right things, because we still can be, be very busy and we're not really accomplishing anything. And then, you know, we feel guilty about, you know, taking time for the important things in life. So that's a very good message. So what are, what are the biggest mistakes that you think business owners make today? Is, I think the, the, some of the biggest mistakes business owners make is they, they look so short-term. Um, and the reason I say that is because I, I did the same thing. I was focused on the immediate gratification, but you learn after 30 years in business um, that you know, nothing's really immediate. You're very fortunate that you have that immediate feedback. And I think that's a lot of the challenges a lot of entrepreneurs have right now is they, want, they, they have an idea, they have an innovation, they have a concept, and all of a sudden they think they're going to be millionaires, they're going to have this entire lifestyle, but they don't understand it's delay about delayed gratification. And your priorities change where maybe where you're focused on the dollar and all of a sudden you start changing the focus on spending time with your family or contribution or other aspects that give you total fulfillment in life. So I think that's, uh, that, that's one of the biggest challenges most people have. I I happen to agree with that as well, that, you know, our our priorities get so skewed 
And we think we always have, you know, more time or enough time to focus on those other things that are really fundamentally much more important than the thing that we're focusing on so intently. And and uh, that really does get lost, I think. And, and there's always a big loss across the board, not just in our own lives, but everybody else that we touch. So you have a book called Moments Later. Why did you matter? Excuse me. Moments Matter. Um, why did you name your book that? Well, initially, I was, I was, we were talking about doing a book. Uh, my team and I were talking about all the different things that, uh, and skill sets and, that I use that day and how we're going to put the thing together. And one, uh, during the conversation, I said that once I had, a, I had one of those epiphany moments where I said, you know, well, I just realized all these moments in my life that I didn't think mattered from being in Boy Scouts and doing things throughout my life all of a sudden came together and mattered in that that and other subsequent moments in my life and that's when we realized that's the that's the title it's we once you realize that all the moments in your life matter even when you're maybe five or six years old and something happens to you that still resonates down the line and that could make the difference between living and dying or helping somebody or not helping somebody right and is it within this book that you um start talking about these 12 resources that that helped you in in especially this this catastrophic moment of the the crash but is this where you you dive into those particular areas most definitely what we did what we did is look at the really 12 different resources that I use and I call it create your own flight plan because that day there were many things that were going on and we were dissected by moment by moment of what happened that day and we identified 12 different resources and, and then I started in the book started expanding on how that played that day and how it came about years before in my life that mm-hmm. something happened that gave me that skill set or training or, or mindset to be able to do it and it's, uh, it was really amazing as we were putting this together to realize Things from 30, 40, 50 years ago all of a sudden impacted that day in my life that helped me uh, hopefully survive something that I shouldn't be around to even talk about. All right. Well, I hope to hear um, some of those 12 resources, but right now I'd like to take an opportunity to thank my sponsor, Saddler and Company Insurance Brokers. There's they are a full range they have a full range of products including business home, renters, health, retirement plans. Saddler's dedicated staff can handle all of your insurance needs nationwide, and they're happy to do a complimentary insurance review. So reach out to www.saddlerinc.com. That's S-A-D-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Stay tuned for more on Illuminating Feng Shui, and when we come back, I'll continue the conversation with Dave Sanderson talking about survival, survival skills in business. to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. 
Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a Five Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is your host, Kathleen Zemanski, and we're joined today by Dave Sanderson talking about survival skills in business. And that first episode, or the first segment was just a a wonderful lead into some of the things that we're going to be talking about today. Um, We were just kind of getting into um, your book, Moments that ma- moments matter and that you had so you had 12 resources that really helped you through this plane crash can you mention a couple of them that you know maybe we can use in our real life as well um, as your favorites that that we can use for our audience today almost well, definitely thank you it- i think the, the couple that i would point to especially in the times we're, we're looking at right now not only in in the country but across the world are number one is around certainty where so many people thrive on having certainty in their lives, and now there's so much uncertainty. There's, that's why there's a lot of uh, upheaval and, and folks that are in a challenge situation. And, and one thing that I've learned, excuse me, one thing that I've learned, not only about being around Tony, but in the, business, in the business world, is those who have the most certainty in uncertain times all of a sudden become the leader. And that's what happened that day on the plane crash, and that's how we, I really start talking about this in the book because, you know, a plane crash is, is total uncertainty. You have no control over anything, and you have people who really don't know, have, have never been in one or have ever had to handle anything like, quite like that. So people are looking for someone who gives them certainty. And so when and the person who has that certainty, whoever's giving direction, gives people that comfort level, as also becomes looks as a leader. So uh, one of the things I talk about and teach now, and not only when I speak but in my workshops, is is called mission focused leadership. How really focusing on on uncertainty and how to give people certainty in uncertain times helps them develop leadership skills in their life. So that's that's one thing that I discuss in my book. The other one I really love to talk about, and I don't get to talk about it much, is anticipation. And once again, in, in, the, in the way this the country and the world is going right now, people are having a hard time anticipating what's going to happen because they saw an election in Europe and England with Brexit go down, and all of a sudden that wasn't, you know, it didn't give anybody any certainty of what the change is going to happen. And then we had the same a similar situation happened in the United States, and now people are in uncertain times and never anticipated that. And one thing that I learned by being with, with Tony is that the skill that he values most in the people he surrounds himself with is the skill of anticipation, being able to see ahead of the, the game. And he uses the, the, the 
story about how Wayne Gretzky always skated where the puck was going, not where it was at. So I, I really, as when I was working with Tony those, those 10 years, I honed my skill sets around seeing what's going to happen next to be able to judge and, and take action before somebody else does. And that, that also helped me in my business world, Kathleen. I, I was able to anticipate what I needed to do next in a business situation, which most of the time paid off. Sometimes, of course, you're not going to get, get the opportunity that you, you look at. But the skill set of anticipation, especially right now, people can sort of slip back and say, okay, what's, what's really going to happen and sort of see the game plan going forward. They can start making plans on how they can control and have more certainty in their lives. Do you realize that you're you're in 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 a different way, and you're you're really speaking my my message in, in words that classical feng shui is really all about timing. Uh, it's about the person, which is the business feng shui, and space, which is your feng shui, and then timing, auspicious timing with the time blazer, my time blazer system. That it's all about you know knowing who the players are, what's you know what's kind of happening and how to anticipate your next move. It's all about strategies. It's, it's, it goes right. back to Sun Tzu's Art of War. It's like winning the, the, the war without fighting the battle. And it's, that's another way of saying it, too. It's just like know your next move. You know, that's, that's really the, the crux of that, too. That's very interesting. So what would you, what would you say are what, – what is your key to success? I think, you know – Staying focused, and I, I was asked one time on an interview what this, the, the superpower of I could have one would be, and I told him that the power of focus, being able to, to hone in at any moment in time to be able to just lock in, focus on, on your outcome, uh, and I think that's, that's a key thing to success is those who have, who have persistence and focus are the ones who can, are probably going to succeed more often than not. Right. Right. Well, I know you've done quite a few few talks, <laughs> like 800 or something like that is something that you had mentioned to me all around the world. Like you are a global um, celebrity, I would even say. Um, you most recently did a very interesting uh, presentation. Can you tell us about that one? Uh, I think if you're referencing the one I just did in Canada for yes. TEDx. Um, I was very honored to be able to select it to, to do a TEDx talk, and I recently did it in Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. And it was about a totally different subject that I think that it's right now, it's, it's a lot of people are seeing a lot of pain. And whether it's self-induced pain or it's actual pain, uh, people are, are, are scared right now, and they're having a lot of uncertainty. So the, the topic that I did a talk on, was around post-traumatic growth syndrome, about how you can, the strategies on how to grow from a traumatic life event instead of going into a depressed state or even worse, PTSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was, uh, it was something that not only resonated with the audience there, but it started resonating around uh, Canada and the United States because of all the uncertainty that's going on. People are looking at, uh, you know, why is this happening? They're asking disempowering questions, and I, was, I share with them the strategies that I used to grow from a plane crash, which is a traumatic life event. And what I share with people from the military background and lately, a lot of law enforcement uh, folks are having some challenges right now around questioning what's really going on in, uh, around the world. So it's, uh, it, it opened up a whole new pathway for me to share some of these strategies that uh, hopefully help people in a painful situation. 
Yeah. What would you say, you know, because this is through a live audience too, right? The the TEDx? Most definitely. Yeah. So what would you say was kind of the defining moment of that speech when you were, were talking to them that you saw the the biggest reaction that you knew that you, you, you landed it? I think when I got to the point, of course, you only have 18 minutes, so you really mm-hmm. have to focus in. And that's that's a learning experience for a lot of us. But I think when I spoke about the power of meaning and how meaning produces the emotion of your life and emotion is your life. And you know, if you break it down, the meaning equals emotion, emotion, emotion equals life. People started resonating that. They, they can break it down. People chunk things into threes. So when I chunked it down into three things like that, meaning equals emotion, emotion equals life, people start realizing that the meaning you attach to something produces the, that emotion. And you can attach any meaning you want. And I think that's when it started... I felt I felt the energy in the room coming towards me in a way that Canley uh, I was not anticipating. It was 550 people that I think just all of a sudden the light bulb went off and they got it. Right, right. So when is that TEDx talk going to be released? It's scheduled to be released March 6th on the TED site and also on YouTube. Okay, so that's and so. For, for our listeners to find that, um, to take a note down now, what should they be searching for to find that, that either they, YouTube or that TED Talk? Yeah, so they would, they would on YouTube, they would just uh, go to YouTube TEDx Dave Sanderson. Uh, and I don't know the exact link on TED just yet. They haven't shared that with us. But I would just say when I wanted to go look at TED Talks, I go to TEDx.com, and then I would search the person's name. Uh, that's how I do it when I look for people's TED Talks. Right, right. So ju- just, you know, if, if somebody was preparing for a TED Talk, what would you tell them to do? I would tell them to get their big idea and locked and loaded. Don't change it. Don't be messing with it. And then really start getting, your, getting very succinct with your points and tying that in with your, uh, if you have visuals, which I did. I had a video scribe, which was very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that those are the things because it's going to take you a lot of time to get succinct, focus in, and all of a sudden you get there and the bright lights go off and the clock starts running, things start getting a little crazy. So you, you better practice, practice, practice. <laughs> yeah. How long did it take you from start to finish? Like, I know you have to audition for that. And so like right. the, the audition and, and all of that, how long from start to finish till the time from that start you... Start to finish, I... My application went in in July. Mm-hmm. I got notified in September, and I started doing rehearsals and Skype uh, rehearsals with them starting in October. So from October to January, which was three and a half months of every other week, interacting and breaking it down and getting feedback and fine-tuning. Well, well, congratulations. I know that's a great honor and Thank you. and I can't wait uh, to see it. And once I do, I will reach out to you on, um, I'm sure with accolades as well. So congratulations on that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, but you've also had some, some great teachers. You mentioned a few. Um, you, you, you talked about Tony Robbins, but there's a couple others that have guided you in your mindset um, along the way. Um, who, who would you say are your your strengths when maybe you you are having some challenges. Well, I appreciate that. So number one, uh, I would say the first place I usually go is God or and or Jesus Christ because uh, I find solace in uh, in that. And 
my, my minister once told me, and it was a very wise thing he said because I was going through some mental challenges at that point with my company. And he said, you know, Jesus, the, every day in Jesus' life wasn't roses, pixie dust and sunshine. He had some bad days. But what did Jesus do when he had a bad day? He'd go out back and pray to God. And that was always one thing that's resonated with me for many years. That when times get tough, I always have that one, one area of certainty. But I'd also point to my first mentor, Bill, and I talk about Bill in my TED Talk because Bill had a big impact on me. Um, and when you're a young man, you think you're Superman, you're bulletproof, and all of a sudden you realize that uh, you've got a lot to learn, young man. Um, <laughs> and that person will give it to you straight, and he takes you under your, his wing and gives you that, those bits of wisdom of his 50 or 60 years, and you can compress that wisdom, that decades of wisdom, down to your days of execution. That is a gift that I would love, I would challenge everybody in this audience listening to do. Find somebody you can share your wisdom with and let it, let it go through them so they can pass it down because it's, that's what people, I think you can add the biggest value to somebody's life, giving them your wisdom so they can pass that on. Absolutely. And, and who is Bill to you? Bill who is my Bill? first mentor I met in Charlotte, North Carolina. When I first moved here and didn't know anybody and he was about probably 55, 60 years old and met him and he sort of took me under his wing when I was like 25 years old and wow. gave me those bits of wisdom. I could call him up. And, you know, and I, the thing about Bill, Kathleen, that uh, blew me away is when I first met Bill, I looked out and Bill drove a pickup truck and wore a flannel shirt. So, you know, I, you know, I, I didn't know much about Bill, but I found out that Bill owned 80 movie theaters in North and South Carolina. And <laughs> Bill was a multimillionaire and Bill was like the Sam Walton of Charlotte. And God. he was one of those guys you would never know that had mm-hmm. had that, but uh, he uh, he thought enough for me to pass it down, so now it's, I feel it's my obligation to pass it to any, any and whoever I can. I think this is why I do what I do. Wonderful. Well, and that's another lesson. Don't judge a book by their cover, right? That's right. Oh, yeah. Definitely. We're going to take another short break, and when we come back, we're going to hear more about survival skills in business with Dave Sanderson. the boardroom to you voice america business network do you second guess your business decisions whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you what if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors you were born with a business dna with a five elements business astrology reading timing is everything and the time is now why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map for your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. 
To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is Kathleen Zemanski, and if you're just tuning in, I'm having an amazing conversation with my guest today. His name is Dave Sanderson, and he is a survivor of the miracle on the Hudson. And when we were between breaks here, we were I shared with Dave that we actually have some similarities um, in in a life experience. He did it by air, and I did it by by boat, when that means I survived a shipwreck. And uh, the, there's, the big differences were that, you know, I think, you know, I was on, on board of a private yacht that was sailing around the world, and we shipwrecked in the Seychelles. And the, so being on a private yacht, we didn't have as many people to, you know, take care of. But I happened to be the last person off of that vessel. Um, so there was five of us total on board. I am the only woman um, on the boat at this particular time because we picked up crew um, here and there as we went around the world. But um, I ha- at that particular moment in time, I was the only woman. So, you know, throwing out, you know women and child first off the boat, that didn't actually happen because, you know, as as Dave was saying before, it was, you know, the, the confidence thing that, you know, there was never a moment, you know, we hit, we hit a reef basically at 14 knots. It was 8.30 at night, pitch dark. Um, you know, we, we had run off course, obviously human error. There's a whole backstory, um, to that, but we did hit a reef at 14 knots. And, um, so I was mating. I had, I was the one that had to, you know, call for help. And, um, we were advised by someone who picked up my mayday signal to stay on the boat, but we couldn't because every time a wave would come in, um, we were, we were reefed obviously, but it was cracking open the hall and we were taking on water. And so in, it sounded like a car crash. It was an aluminum hull, and it sounded like a car crash every time a wave came in. And so um, we decided to, you know, go to, you know, get, get into the dinghy. And then as soon as we got in the dinghy, the, the dinghy flipped over um, and we stood up. And so we went, heck, we can walk because <laughs> the tide was out. Obviously, that's probably why we hit the reef. And uh, we found land. Um, so, but we were in tropical water. Um, of the Seychelles, it was not. What, what did you say, Dave? Thirty-six degree. Thirty-seven degrees. That's correct. Oh my God! I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. So it was. It was a very different experience. But I. I never, for one moment, and I probably would say it goes back to my faith as well. I never thought for a moment that I was going to die. Um, I knew I was in trouble. Um, I knew I. We needed to rally together as you know, crew on that boat um, to survive because it took two and a half days for us to get rescued. But it, um, I never, you know, it, you know, and you had said, so was it kind of like a Gilligan's Island? So for people around the world who don't know what that is, it was sort of a crazy uh, um, program. What was it in the 70s? That was Gilligan's yeah, 60s. Island where 60s, 60s. Yeah. there you go, yeah. there you go. 60s where, you know, there was this, you know, crew that was they were out on a uh, you know a tourist 
kind of bowed and it got, so it was, you know, total fantasy. So it wasn't total fantasy. This was really reality. But, you know, another way I look at it um, today is, you know, this was all before like the reality shows of like Survivor and, you know, whatever, you know, those kinds of programs. It was well before these um, happened because this happened in the 80s um, for me. So, but anyway, it's, it definitely has made me a much stronger person as well. So, anyway, it was a nice uh, conversation that we had before. <laughs> so, all right. So, let's uh, um, take this back uh, to you, Dave. Um, so, you were also telling me before that you had a very favorite book. That's also a very guiding um, book for you. Um, can you tell us what that is? Uh, yes, thank you. It's, uh, the book that I was, we were talking about was called The Fourth Turning by Strauss and Howe, and and I'd never heard of it until about probably eight or nine years ago. And it was sort of a, uh, it was a gift from Tony. He was sort of like, he's like, do a, it's like a book report kind of thing. Go read this thing. And so, um, you know, I, I started reading it, and I was kind of fascinated because it basically helps you understand how life's about seasons. And, and, and your life has many different seasons, and many aspects of your life have many different seasons. And if you understand this seasonal concept, you can predict and or, and or anticipate what may happen next. And so I started sort of tracking that, and I saw in my life how when I was born in the early 60s, uh, in that generation of people, how, why we thought the way we did and why things happened the way they did. And then you look at four generations later or three generations later for the fourth turning of that, people also who were born in that fourth generation are living the same kind of life and same kind of aspects that I did. So I really started taking to that and helped me, helped me with anticipating things that would happen, and such as the economy, Kathleen. And I, before my dad passed away, and we, he was on his deathbed, we were talking about you know, the downturn right after 2009 and then right after. And right. He, he looked at me and he said, you know, he was on his deathbed, he said, this, this has happened before. He said, I lived, you know, he lived through the Depression. He said, we wow. survived. And he said, you know, you look back, those four generations back, you know, roughly you know, 80 years prior to that, that was true. And so it helped gave me certainty that, you know, we're all survived. Whatever's going to happen, we're, we'll survive it. Just anticipate and, 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 and do the things you're supposed to do, and you'll survive. Don't get emotional about things you can't control. That's true. And that, that, that also, again, is a, a metaphysical concept of the Tao. Or the concept of yin and yang, you know that you know it, it, it's it, it, there's there's this this uh, force that will will always have this this cyclical you know you know in and out highs and lows and and so it is very interesting how that can um, play play forth as well. I agree. I think that uh, you know I, I had a chance to meet a gentleman named Harry Dent, who's one of uh, I think one of the premier economists uh, in the country, and he was predicting how this money flow was going to happen in the financial crisis. He anticipated that 20 years prior to that, Dave, just because of this concept of being able to see the waves and and see how you know the seasons were turning. And so, people who there's a lot of people who made millions of dollars when the economy turned down because they they anticipated it and they understood how things go, like you said, in the flow of the force. It's going to happen, and it happens in, in, in relationships, seasons of relationships, and 
I know I've lived that. I don't know about you, but I've lived through that. And, you know, we had that time where we had, we, it's called winter, right, where things aren't really the way you want them. Uh, but you can also go skiing in winter. So I, you know, w- once I started figuring this out, it changed the way my relationships, especially with the one with my wife, turned, turned around. Yeah, and spring will always come back, right? So That's right. Spring always follows winter. Summer yeah. always follows spring, and, and everybody wants to be around for the harvest. Everybody thinks that their life should be full of harvest. Well, yeah, you'll have some harvest, but it's going to go back in the winter, too. You'll have that time. And That's I call absolutely. that in my talks, Kathleen, everybody's going to have that personal plane crash in your life. Something's going to happen in your life. Yeah, and I, I reference that as well. It's like you don't have to have a shipwreck, though, right? Or That's a plane right. crash. Yeah, that's exactly right. Something's but if happen. you do, but if you do that other tip that you gave us earlier in the program, you know, if you do some planning, you can anticipate or um, n- not have it be as bad as it potentially could be by that's by correct. taking some steps. Yeah, yeah. So, what would you say is the greatest lesson you've learned? Um. I think the greatest lesson I learned, especially since the miracle on the Hudson, is is I would and I, I go back. I'll reference my father again because I look back and I sort of this is how I learned it. You know, my dad was a great man, but he was always gone. My mother was a strength in our family because he was traveling um, and on business and doing what he thought he needed to do for a family. Now, if you look back at that generation, that's what dads did. Dads provided for the family and. So I followed that model, but what I found out is I, my kids and family really wanted my time and instead of really some of the financial benefits we were reaping because of the hard work that we were, I was putting in. So that's the biggest lesson I learned is, is don't, don't waste time. That's why we, you know, Moments Matter also resonates with me on another level is that don't waste all this time thinking, you know, trying to make money and doing things that really don't add value. Spend the time with people that that one moment's going to come pretty quick that you may not have that next moment. I, I came for me literally within, you know, about, about 208 seconds that day. So it took, it took that to really slap me across the face and say, hey, focus on your time, focus with relationships, and, and don't worry so much about the, the things like uh, money and things that are just material. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you were pointed in 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 the right direction, and I think, you know, obviously it goes beyond your own um, experience, your personal experience, because, you know, your sharing your story has inspired us all. So, what? Well, thank you, thank you. Um, so, if someone would want to reach out to you or find out more about, you know, your your talks or you know, your writings, where can we direct them? Well, thank you. I, I always direct people initially to my website at davesandersonspeaks.com. That's where a majority of my information is. And if you contact me directly, I will get back to you directly. There's no interference, anybody running that. But if you go to my, my page on Facebook, Dave Sanderson Speaks, that's where I sort of share some of the, the, the additional ideas that I have and some concepts and thoughts uh, that we shared, I even shared today. Uh, my Twitter handle is Dave Sanderson too, and that's pretty much giving you my my thought of the moment. I mean, it's, uh, I don't even know why I do it, but I was uh, sometimes people come up with great ideas. I, that's how I get them out. But where if you really want to understand some of the business concepts and strategies, how they can relate to a plane crash 
and how you can learn from that. I do that on LinkedIn on my 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 uh, site at David Sanderson on LinkedIn, and that's that's a tremendous way for me to interact with you on a business level to understand what's uh, what's driving how I can help you with some certain business challenges that I've seen in my 30 years that translate to what I learned that day on the plane crash and hopefully help you get through a, a, maybe a tough situation. So those are the, really the primary ways to get a hold of me, Kathleen. Wonderful. It looks like uh, Dave Sanderson Speaks is the, the inroad to you. So whether it be on Facebook or .com or LinkedIn, these are ways that you can get a hold of Dave to find out more about his incredible experience and uh, his wisdom that can help all of us in our, sounds like, personal and business lives. So um, it may sound like, and, and you also have a blog and and. Um, I do some some YouTube videos. I think you said as well. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel, and that's where uh, I post a lot of the, the talks that I've done, some of the different lessons, portions of the talks, and share some of these these twelve ways that I say you know, twelve pillars to create to create your own flight plan. And I've taken some of those out and put those on my YouTube channel so people can see if they just want to see me talk about leadership or anticipation. I'm working on getting all those twelve out on there right now. Wonderful. And remember, listeners, he has that TED Talk that it's coming out very, very, very soon. So, um, well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I've got my weekly feng shui tip. And we're going to talk about being at the right place at the right time. We'll be right back. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network highly successful people know that timing is everything kathleen zamansky's time blazer business management system taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success the time blazer decodes ancient chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time whether it's about business career education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a Five Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Hey, 
And we're back. This is your host, Kathleen Zemanski. Dave, I have to say you are probably one of my most interesting interviews. I thoroughly enjoyed being with you here today. And thank Same you here. so much. Thank you so much for sharing sharing the time with us. It was incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for my weekly feng shui astrology and auspicious timing tip. Now, classical feng shui, it is really all about timing, more specifically doing things strategically, being at the right place at the right time. Now, there's many branches in classical feng shui, but on this program, I do focus on person, which is the business astrology space, which is the business feng shui, and timing using the Time Blazer business management system. This is my proprietary system, but it is based on the ancient wisdom of the Chinese calendar. So today we spoke about surviving plane crashes and even shipwrecks, and looking at events like this, it's it's obviously very easy to look back in time and see when, where, and why a catastrophic event happens in our life, but also wonderful moments in our life, why we got married or why we, you know, opened up our business, things like that. But the real gift is to know and be able to foretell what's going to happen in the now. And I look at the now of being, you know, we're in the year of the fire rooster. So I look at now, present time being this year and the future so we can best prepare for events and succeed. So today, I would like to talk about the relationship of the now, so the fire rooster, the year of the fire rooster, and how we might foretell events that might happen over the course of 2017. Now, Chinese astrologers know that when you combine yin fire and the yin metal of the rooster, so it's a fire rooster year, this is going to be a very volatile, unpredictable combination. So yin fire, it's like real fire. So like a candle or, or, you know, you know, the fire that you see, you know, in a fireplace or something like that. But the characteristics can either bring out very charismatic characteristics, but also uncontrollable wildfires, just crazy, just like zigzagging all over, you know, a, a landscape, if you will. So when you mix this fire with the metal of the rooster, we get a combination that's typically going to bring about the unexpected, lots of frustration, and as I said before, volatility. So we can see this in the form of like a forest, you know, we're going to see this like in the news, you're going to see like lots of forest fires and explosions. And unfortunately, we're going to see probably an increase in terrorism because that fire is going to get very angry and hot. And we're also going to see some things shake up and change, as we've already started seeing from last year of another fire metal combination, which was the fire monkey. Again, same combination, but it was yang. This one is yin, but it is also uh, quite volatile um, as well. So what we need to do is we need to have a backup plan, and we need to put that in place now before something happens, because we know that the energy of the year is going to predict that. So, um, so since we are at the beginning of the year, you know, the time is really now to do that. So the other thing that I would also, you know, fun, you know, have you also think as a backup plan is actually backing up your electronics. So there's going to be a lot of electronics that are going to just crash and burn or getting hacked and whatever. So if you, you may want to make sure all of that is backed up. Now, how will this personally affect you, this, this yin fire rooster? You may want to grab your astrology chart from my software, and you can get that at www.freebusinessastrology.com to follow along with this next piece. So the fire rooster is not all bad. Um, So if you have metal 
in one of the four pillars of your natal chart, year, month, day, or hour of birth, then you're actually quite fortunate because this is going to be able this is going to enable you to um, implement systems discipline whether it be self-discipline or if you need to bring rules into your business or some sort of you know operation um, you know systems of operation this is a great time to um, think about doing that it can definitely help um, bring in some income as well if you have fire in your chart it's going to help with your visibility great year to build social equity and it's also the happiness element so this is really nice to have in your chart as well now if you have water it's very it's a very wonderful element if you are planning any travel this year it's going to help with that travel going to help with your communication skills verbal and nonverbal and it's also going to help with study if you're thinking about honing some of your business skills upping some of your skills uh, so you're more apt to you know get better clients this is a great um, element to have in your chart and it's also going to help you when you're working on your business so obviously you're going to be working better in in your business. So this is a great element to have. Now the wood element in 2017, it's a bit weak to be quite honest. So, um, but you are going to need at least a little bit of it for some cash flow. Without wood in your natal chart, it is going to create a little bit of a cash flow problem. So we want to see wood in your chart. And finally, the earth element, that's the weakest of all of the five elements in 2017. So, and that's, that's really how it goes. There's never going to be a year where all the elements are good, nor all of them are going to be challenging. So again, it's about the timing is right, especially for metal, fire, and water, but not so much for wood and earth, especially earth this year. So the next step, what we look at is where these elements are positioned. So if it's these elements are positioned in your year, it's going to be about your branding and reputation and capacity to expand in the marketplace. If it's in your month of birth, that's going to talk about your career. What are the strengths and weaknesses in your job and your character? Your day of birth is going to be about you and your partnerships. And then your hour of birth, that's going to be about your life purposes and um, achieving your goals and even your income. So in business astrology, it's about you know, the timing and where the elements are best suited for any one of these things. So let's just take one of the pillars. Let's say if you have fire in your year of birth. Okay, let's focus on your branding or rebranding. Launch a, you know, a website. Have a social media campaign in a big way because the timing is with you this year. Now, conversely, let's say you have an earth element that's located in your year of birth. So the timing, obviously, we say that's the weakest element this year. So it's not going to be the year to do maybe that big launch. So you want to maybe play your cards a little bit closer. Maybe it's the year that you do maybe some updates of, of some sort. But maybe it's a year that you do a little bit more research instead of doing that big launch. But obviously, in Chinese metaphysics, we also have ways of getting around that. So, you know, if you do have something that you want to get out um, in a big way, then the next piece that you'd want to use is the timing, which is the time blazer. And that is finding a good date and time. So I'm just going to give you a little tip on this one. If you're looking for fire, which is going to give you a lot of visibility, you may have to wait till May or June because that's when the fire is going to surface the strongest of the year. Now, there's dates obviously before that, but you are going to have to work with a good 
uh, date selection timing uh, person to make that happen. So that's it for today. Just find out what your elements are, favorable and challenging, and then find out where they line up in your chart so that you can have the best year. I look forward to seeing you soon on Illuminating Feng Shui. And until next week, may good chi follow. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Illuminating Feng Shui. Please join Kathleen Zamansky again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel as we look at other aspects to power up your workspace.